Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Crazy mid-game week 15 on the way. And then 16 right after that. So this pod's going to cover a lot of stuff. We just got done with, in America, our Thanksgiving celebration. So it was a weekend of food and drink and family and fun. Jake, how are you, buddy? You know, hanging in there. It's a crazy holiday season. Yeah, did you have to work over the holiday or no? I worked the day after Thanksgiving, so a little bit. <clears throat> did you enjoy your Thanksgiving? I did. I was happy to celebrate my freedom from the Brits. <laughs> uh, what a silly celebration it is too, right? Yeah, it is a weird celebration. I feel like we've had this discussion before. I'm not sure if on the pod, but it's like actually one of my least favorite holidays because I, I don't quite understand it. And then the day after... The fact that we have like Black Friday and just buy a ton of stuff doesn't really seem to fit. Yeah, it's a it's a gluttonous holiday to say the least. Yeah, exactly. And it's just gotten like more and more out of control. Like I never really realized until last year, like the whole like Cyber Monday. Like I didn't know that was a real thing. What now year is it that you don't know what that is, that you didn't know that? I don't, I don't know. I just didn't know that. It's unbelievable to me, like, how disconnected you are from the real world. Uh, I don't know if I would go that far. Okay. Completely and utterly disconnected. Is that more appropriate? (laughs) I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't know what Cyber Monday is. Okay. Well, maybe. I don't know. Is it a European thing? I, I have no idea. They should do, like, Cyber Monday... FPL sales where you can get players for really, really cheap if you get deals on them. <laughs> yeah, that would be, be a good idea. Um, I would still funny. be like, even if I got the best deal, I'd still have like a 5 million game week rank. It wouldn't matter what team I got. Yeah, just, probably I'd not fail. this year. Uh, funny story. Yeah. I had two options. I got a feeling this story is not going to be funny. I, no, that's what, I just funny. have a feeling that, no, I got a feeling that you're going to tell the whole freaking story and at the end of it, no one's going to laugh. But go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Remember how we had write-ins that people were pretty surprised we had never seen Harry Met Sally? Yeah. So, my TV subscription gave me Showtime movies this weekend, and I had the choice between watching Arsenal Norwich and Harry Met Sally. And I chose to watch Arsenal Norwich, which was a terrible decision. Yeah, I was going to say, talk about bad, bad programming. You you had a chance to watch what everyone was saying was is a classic. Yeah, I'm going to regret that. That's definitely on the Jake's mistakes. Just a, you know, a little early, early prequel for that. All right. Well, good. Um, I guess we can probably get into FPL. I mean, pretty decent, like kind of decent average game week for you, right? And um, another... Um, shocker of a game week for me, which is interesting. So really fun and excited to be potting right now and really looking forward to another game week of, um, of, of not doing well. So that'll be good. Uh, but I think we should start with some big picture topic questions. And Gaz starts off with, how do you win FPL? I think that's a fair question. 
It really is. And it's one maybe that we don't always hit on. The way the game works, Gaz, and you may be surprised to know this, but from game week to game week, you acquire points based off of the performance of your players. Uh, If you acquire more points than the other 7 million players in the world, uh, you are, in fact, the winner. Yeah. Um, I was going to say you can't win FPL, but I guess that does make sense. <clears throat> I'm pretty intuitive when it comes to these types of things, Jake. So Yeah, I just have a feeling it's not real. Like, it's all a myth, you know? Like, who's really keeping track from week to week? Like, maybe no one wins. Yeah, official FPL certainly is not. So, there's, yeah, there's definitely a, a world where all of the top thousand players or whatever are just like simulated via computer or just like bot players of some type that would be interesting mm-hmm. and so no one ever actually wins the game hashtag yeah, conspiracy wouldn't be surprised. like they keep it all within like you know the people who go on the shows after a year of winning like they knew they were gonna win it's like yeah they or they, like yeah something like that or they just make make up a, a character basically like you're an actor you're gonna be this guy that won for us yeah i could believe it it's like the U.S. government, Illuminati. Yeah. No doubt about that. Emma writes him, fulfillment is what we need to live well. Any tips for achieving this? <laughs> Jake's fulfilled every day of his life. No, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I would say I feel unfulfilled. So yeah, I don't know if I'm the best person You fulfill, you fulfill a lot of other people. You're fulfilling <laughs> them constantly. Is that a good thing though? <clears throat> I don't know. <clears throat> Okay. Fulfillment. Any tips for achieving this? Well, we can talk about fulfillment in FPL. I, what do you get out of playing the game? I mean, most of the time it's, and we, you know, we've said it before, it's like pretty not fun and, uh, and, and frustrating and, and angering. And, um, but how do you find fulfillment uh, in the game and enjoy it? You know, for me, it's, it's, this is my first year that I've been really, really, really bad. And, I've looked at my team. I was talking with some people online about this a couple days ago. I've looked at my team and there's hardly a thing I'd change. Definitely missed out on the Vardy thing for sure. There's no doubt about that. And now I can't get him in without uh, taking a hit again. Um, and I've made a couple like kind of poor moves this year. But but when I look at my actual roster, I think, oh, the, the team's pretty decent. And so I get frustrated because I'm not doing well. But for me, what it's really become about is like just kind of the closer friendships that I have with the game. Um, you know, watching like all my my close friends, uh, the buddies that we all are, have a group chat together. Um, we all live pretty far apart from one another these days and all have families now and, and different jobs. And, um, and and so for me, that's what I kind of look forward to is like on a Saturday morning, okay, we're all going to be texting each other because we're watching the games and enjoying that. And so for me, that's that's the fulfillment I get out of the game, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think sometimes, too, just taking a break. Um, I mean, I did watch Arsenal versus Norwich, but I didn't. I don't think I watched more than 10 minutes of any other game this week. So, like, sometimes, too, just realizing, like, hey, it is a game. Uh, more things. There's more important things in this world, like family, friends, um, other things to be thankful for. So, if you're not having a good season, like, you know, maybe you just don't put as much into it anymore because it's not going to make a big difference. I don't know. That sounds, yeah. happy sounds thang- bad. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. 
<laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, some more FPL-specific things. FPL Bus wrote in is, Fixture difficulty overrated. Home versus away seems real, but is there any team that can't be scored on uh, this is a, a criticism i think of the official fpl uh, site they, they produce fixture difficulty ratings for the teams uh, I, i've you know i don't really even look at them anymore whether they think they're green or gray or blue or whatever red i don't know it doesn't it doesn't do a lot for me um i do think that the the difficulty rater is is um, maybe a bit overused by some people. You use Jake uh, Fantasy Football Scout, right? And their fixture difficulty rater. How do you feel about that one? I think it's pretty accurate. And I do think it's a legit thing and it's helped me at least plan my moves out in advance. Um, just the whole like color coding, you can see it's, you know, like a, a certain player may have like six good fixtures in a row. You're like, well, I'm not going to drop him or any or you know once i bring him in i'm not gonna drop him for those six weeks like no matter what even if he has an off week or two um i know he has a good run so i believe in it i saw some interesting an interesting article on just the premier league in general and it was like trying to say the premier league's now like boring or whatever but it is a very stark contrast to years past. Um, they used the team Spurs as an example, who's in fifth place this year and was in fifth place last year at the same time. Um, last year, they had 30 points. Uh, this year, they have 20. And Whoa. it does seem that this year, the the fifth place team, there's, there's four teams that I think are way above or at least up pretty far amount above everybody else um and that is man city liverpool leicester and then you know chelsea i would still say is in that region although they had a pretty pitiful performance this past week pretty pitiful performance yeah i mean well i mean you lose to west ham i don't say that fast three times pretty pitiful uh, performance pretty pitiful performance pretty pitiful (laughs) performance yeah well that's 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 why you're the, the main host um no, but I'm, anyways, I'm the host. I'm the host. You're the sad little man that we allow to come with to make him feel better about his I life. I thought you were going to at least say co-host, but okay. Nope. Anyways, nope. you know, there's just not much that's separating a lot of these teams. I mean, if you look at the amount of wins separating it, it's like one, one set of wins separating all these teams. I mean, Arsenal's trash. Spurs haven't been good. I guess now they have a, a new manager, so maybe they're better. Thank you, Mo. But Everton are terrible this year. Like, when is Silva going to be fired? I'm waiting to find that out. You know, I th- I think that it's just you got to take it a little bit season by season and just realize, like, Man City's defense has been pretty atrocious this year. Chelsea's defense is not really fantastic um they have a lot of things going on so yeah yeah clean sheets are just something you can't really just pick and choose but fixture difficulty is still there well and we've talked a little bit about that that you shouldn't bank uh, it's it's hard to bank on clean sheets and and them happening that's why it's best to select um defenders that have an uh you know a chance to get attacking options um, whether that's service or getting forward and, and winning headers off of 
of free kicks. So I, I think that those are the things that you kind of look at um, and then you hope that you get a clean sheet here or there. I, it's kind of how it's been this year. Um, a little bit different maybe than in years past when you had teams that were able to get clean sheets consistently against weaker opposition. Um, I think a lot more teams, like one thing to say, you know, some people might say the league's a bit more boring. You know, I, I don't know about that, right? Like maybe it's good that people aren't keeping clean sheets just for like the neutral fan who just loves the league. Uh, it's it's great fun to watch. A lot of the games are close. Teams are playing more attacking football, um, going playing taking more risks getting guys further up the pitch and and uh yeah it leaves them exposed right sometimes they get goals scored on them but um i don't know i'd be interested to see how many total fpl points have been scored this season uh for attacking players versus in years past like is it really that much different that'd be an interesting thing oh that would be but i do I do agree. It's like more exciting in my opinion. I mean, I almost have four heart attacks a game when I watch Arsenal play. Um, but but yeah, I, I didn't agree with the article that it makes the Premier League more boring. If anything, it makes it more interesting. But I will say maybe the race for the title this year isn't going to be as interesting, which is kind yeah, of a downer, but to, to be determined. Maybe on the next Arsenal game, you can actually have a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably getting there sooner rather than later. New new co host. Am I right? Send your resumes everybody, in. Yeah, everybody's letting out a sigh of relief back at home here. Uh, thanks. That's a joke about your death. Did you get that? Yeah, I did. I got yeah, it. Yeah, because I was kind of implying that you you have the heart attack, you'd pass in that heart attack. Yeah, situation. I think some people would be kind of sad, but yeah, I'd probably probably be like like, one or two weeks yeah but like real sad or like you know mean grandma passed away sad you know yeah like mean grandma passed away like a a morning twit like a a twitter like mourn you know like yeah yeah you'll pop that up on social media it'll make everyone feel bad for you but are you really sad you know seven stages of grief social media post number three um (laughs) Liam writes in, who are your favorite ever FPL players Hmm. ever? That's a tough question. I think it's hard to look away from me um, from RVP back in the days where he cost like 14 and people just put the captain ban on him every single week and he scored 30,000 goals or whatever it was. That was pretty fun. Uh, Yeah, it's a really solid choice. Who else though? I think Rooney. Uh, Rooney was always yeah, exciting yeah. for me. Yeah, he was a fun one. Yeah, he was. I didn't like Man United, but I um, you had to like the man. All right, fun fun for FPL. Um, other players that you liked? Anyone? Mm. Who's your favorite Arsenal FPL player of all time? Well, it would, it would be Robin Van Persie for sure, RVP. Um, yeah. But okay. you took him. So I, I think that honestly... I've and you're gonna hate this answer, but I've really go. grown to like Jamie Vardy like this year. He's like the, it's the first year I've actually like owned him for substantial game week play, and yeah. uh, I I am gonna say I'm I'm just impressed by the man. No, there's a there's a fair argument to be made for him as one of the greats in the FPL game. Uh, you know, like, because his price a uh, couple years ago, especially, right, when Leicester won the league, was, like, quite low and he had a, a huge season. Um, I was looking it up because I was starting to get so frustrated with Vardy. He just keeps scoring and scoring and scoring, right? He's scored now in six games in a row. 
Um, I believe he's the record holder for consecutive games with goals. Did you know that? Uh, I didn't. I knew he was like getting close to it. I, I read well, that he was no, like really. No, no, he's still he's still pretty far away. The title winning season, I believe, he scored in eleven games straight. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, are you fucking kidding me? Eleven games straight? I think I swear that's what I just was reading. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong on that, but he's currently on six, um, which to me is outrageous, right? Six seems absurd. Yeah, he's, uh, he's by far one of the most underrated FPL players because of his consistency. And his, like like you said, his price yeah. never shoots up. So Yeah. I, uh, I'm on the verge of taking a hit just to get him in my team for next week and not have to deal with it anymore. Not having him, that is. Um, yeah. All right, uh, Shiva wrote in, is it crazy to take a day off from work for watching football and FPL? What's the craziest thing that Jake or you have ever done uh, for watching football or FPL? Um, I can answer this one. It is not crazy to do that. Um, so I've, I've worked a number of jobs over the last few years because we've moved for my wife because my wife's in the medical field. And so uh, last year I was working in an IT field. So what I used to do, I do two things. I'd stream like the games on one of the computers. Cause I had like multiple monitors cause you know, IT. And, uh, so I'd stream the games on one. And then a lot of days I would just say I was working from home and I'd leave and go home when there were midweek games and watch them. Um, the other thing I've done, that's a really good one. Uh, before that I was a school teacher for a number of years, high school teacher. And, uh, I would sometimes just put the games on in the classroom. Like we had a giant projector connected to the computer and I would just stream the games and put them up. And one time the principal walked in uh, while this was all going on, um, you know, like just checking in on the classroom, like to see how things are going. And the kids, most of the kids were just like working on some stuff, watching the game a little bit. But you have to understand that this is like, you know, rural America and the kids don't even know the teams or the players. Uh, and neither did the principal. And he like walked in and he looked at me and before he could even say anything, I said, uh, you know, sir, we're just, we're trying to get the kids some culture, you know, trying to get them exposed to some other things in the world. And he just like, kind of like he was about to say something and he half grinned and just said, okay. And he walked out of the room. That was the end of it. Uh, so that was pretty, I've done some stuff to watch the games is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty good. I, the one thing I was thinking is that when I was in LA, I would get up pretty ridiculously early. My wife would be livid every single weekend with me because I mean I had to set an alarm and she had to get woken up at like four thirty in the morning for me to watch the early game. Um, and one time, the I issue, did... the issue, Jake. Let me pause you there. The issue there is the way you treat alarms. We need to have a serious conversation about that. Okay, when Jake and I lived together in college, Jake used to um, put his alarm clock away from the bed so he'd have to get out of bed to turn the alarm clock off. Uh, he because we were up like in bunked, you know, bunked lofted beds or whatever. Uh, the alarm clock would go off at let's say 7 a.m. Jake could sleep through it, he could just sit there until like nine and just let the alarm clock. Well, when there's another person in the room, uh, it's quite frustrating. I'm one of the lightest sleepers you'll ever meet, so I'd have to get up and turn Jake's alarm off for him. So, Jake, I don't blame your wife for hating you. For, for the uh, alarm issue and all yeah, the other things in your fair, life though, that you do to her. 
I would get up like right after I heard it like once or twice. I'd check. I'd be like, oh, it only went off for like 15 seconds and she'd still hate me. So valid point, but really not in this aspect because I was really good about it. She just hated getting woken up. Um, but that's probably the craziest thing because I hate waking up early and, you know, I'll do it for soccer. I will say regarding watching in a classroom, I remember I finally got our uh, Spanish teacher in high school who she was from Spain. She loved soccer. Finally got her to put on the Champions League final one year and it was probably one of the best games ever. It was 2004. Five and it would have been Liverpool versus AC Milan. Um, I think Liverpool won. It was three to three. Um, and no, it would that's have been two thousand four. Jake, Jake, was it two thousand four? You okay. graduated in two thousand four, didn't you? No, no, two thousand five would have been your sophomore year in high school. Yeah, sophomore year. Yeah, sophomore year. Okay. Um, and right. that's that was that game. Like, really is what like kickstarted me to watch like European soccer more. Um, wow. Should have been a Liverpool fan instead of Arsenal. So, Coulda, uh, shoulda, not shoulda. Jake's mistakes. <laughs> Jake's mistakes. Uh, we should probably actually talk about like some real FPL, huh? Yeah. Well, let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, it's only been 20 minutes, so uh, let's talk about our teams. You had a decent game week. Um, why don't you take us through how things went for you? Did I? I thought I had a bad game week. <laughs> oh, um, did you, Jake? I was. Let me show you average. a bad game week. Go ahead, go first. Let me show you right. a bad game week. Well, I had 49 points in total with with the average of 51. Um, Captain Mane screwed that up. I got two assists from Trent, uh, a return from De Bruyne. What a goal. Um, and then Ings got me a goal in full bones, which was really nice. Ings has been uh, fantastic. Bones, yeah. uh, and Vardy got a goal, but didn't get any bonus, unfortunately. And that was mostly my team. A lot of misses in the, the midfield and the back, unfortunately. So what was your game week rank? Uh, game week rank was just under four million, but but the surprising thing was I didn't drop an overall rank a ton, which I was glad to see. Yeah. All right, let me tell you about my game week. I had forty three points on a minus four, so that feels <laughs> good. Thirty nine total points. Game week rank of five point three million, which is also pretty good. Uh, it's my second game week in the 14 weeks we've had where I've been ranked over 5 million. Uh, and I stand by what I said earlier on the podcast. I look at my team and I say, yep, looks basically about as good as it can get with the exception of the Vardy situation. And I know that that's not the only place that the damage is coming from. So that's, I guess, what I'm really frustrated about. Um, returns from De Bruyne, TAA, and Jimenez. Um so yeah dealing with that um my overall it was a red arrow i'm at a million now so my goal now at this point in the year is just to finish in the top million i think if i finish top million i'll be happy with the performance of the season um yeah, i don't see a world well. right well i don't i really don't see a world where i can i know everybody just says like oh just keep trying like you can do anything and it's like stop pitching me that patronizing narrative i don't need to hear that um i know that people like are just trying to like keep your spirits up but like 
I just I could care less really like I'm not I'm not that upset about it it's a little frustrating but um, it's just kind of how this game goes and we've talked about this where like if you don't start the season well most people will not finish the season well if your first 10 game weeks aren't very good you're not finishing in the top 10k okay now yeah you can finish 70k or 80k it's like hurrah for you that's great but you're not going to finish in the top 10k if your first 10 game weeks aren't like pristine uh and so that's one of the things about fantasy premier league as opposed to some other fantasy games that's really challenging now i'm sure there'll be people out there that will be like you know my mate went from three million to one million in three weeks you can do it but like at once you get sub one million it gets so tight and so challenging to go up in rank that you know you just run out of time to continue to do it so You'll hear a few fun stories online of people that were ranked, you know, 5 million in game week 20 or something and then finish the year at 20,000 and then they're like, everyone can do that. And it's like, no, statistical odds say everyone cannot. So there's my little rant on that. Um, and I'm sick of the little the little narrative that like anyone and everyone can do it is if you just try really hard, like I don't want to hear that anymore. <clears throat> Wow, what a sad soapbox. I'm going to text you to try really hard every single week for the rest of the FPL season. I got a couple things that I'll be able to text you back if you do that. Go for it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, go for it. Send it. Send it. Can't wait. Um, the uh, Slack community team, Marco Doesn't Matter, um, finished with a, a very below average week for them. They've The team's been flying, so... I'm not surprised to see like a, a more average week. So it's been one, two, four green arrows in a row. This was the first red arrow in a long time. And and that's, we know that, right? Like you can't just keep green arrow, green arrow, green arrow. At some point, the team levels out a bit. Um, but the team uh, had 49 points, game week rank of about 4 million and red arrowed um, like about 30, well, 40,000, 30 or 40,000 places, I think. So not not really a big deal. Unfortunately, Cantwell planted on the end of the bench. I mean, couldn't have necessarily known that. Um, well, really? Well, I mean, Arsenal I mean, only give up like two goals a game. Right, right. But like, think about the midfield lineup of Madison, Mane, De Bruyne, and Pulisic. I mean, were you going to play Cantwell in there? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, you I guess play that him over you would them? have to play him over your fo- the third forward i guess and play three in the well, back it was, him but, a, yeah. it was a four 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 two right with alexander yeah. arnold lundstrom tamori and mendy and then jimenez and vardy up top so yeah anyways right. the team looks really really good uh i like the makeup right now um and so i'm feeling pretty good about about how the team's looking so that's that's awesome and um, you know, congrats to everybody that's been part of that. Thanks, everyone. I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm kind of, uh, even though I hate that team um, because its name is Marco Doesn't Matter, part of me is just like wanting to live through it a little bit. And I know Gaz had talked a little bit about that, that he thought it was an interesting idea that like if someone was having a bad ga- you know, year or game week, you could still kind of be part of another team that like was managed with other people and and so i'm i'm liking that i I have that to lean on a little bit so yeah um let's see so we'll skip through leaderboard stuff we did that last pod even though not everything was completely updated but um i don't know do you have anything else you want to talk about or should we take a break and then get right into questions for the game week no we could let's go into questions 
Okay, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we've got a lot of questions about, again, the clean sheet thing. Uh, we've got some questions now about Pookie and Martial, a lot of stuff about Zaha. Um, uh, some some questions about um, kind of like doubling up on that Liverpool back line now and what are we supposed to do with that? Um, we'll get into it. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. I uh, just wanted to say thanks to all the current Patreon members. Uh, I think we have like 13 or 14 people that have um, stepped up and, and helped support us uh, financially a little bit. You know, we joke about the Patreon a lot, about how we're really rich and um, get to do fun things with the money. Uh, the truth is most of the money probably just covers costs. Uh, of the podcast. Um, it costs money to host a website. It costs money to host uh, files on SoundCloud, um, which is where we host all of, uh, all of our um, our podcast files. And then they're kind of jotted out via an RSS feed to all the other platforms. So sorry for those of you that like when I talk about the extravagant things, but I thought maybe for the people that don't know the reason that we have a podcast, uh, Patreon, that, that that's what we use it for. Also, we do have like some equipment fees. So this last year we bought some, some new mics, some nicer mics that would produce better sound quality. Um, and sometimes we have to buy like some different electronics. I got a new computer, so I had to buy a new adapter for it and things like that. So that's what we use that money for. Um, and then of course, like a beer or two, we, we buy a couple beers with it. And, um, and that's nice too, because it's like kind of a thank you. And, and then when my wife gets mad at me and is like, why do you spend 10 hours a week on a Twitter and a podcast? I can be like, babe, I make like enough for one beer per podcast and to come out neutral then. So it's totally worth it. I can't see of a better reason not to do it. Yeah, I can't either. Uh, all right, Jake, we've got to get into some real FPL here. Um, like I said, a lot of questions this week, but let's start with this. Um, and I think this is kind of a big picture question, but it's, we have to start talking about it now. And, and Wilson writes it, and I think it's a great question. Should we hold chips until the end uh, to use for the blank and double game weeks, or is it better to use them now to try to maximize the time that you have to catch up on points? Uh, this is a this is kind of the age old question, and now that we're into game week fifteen, we're starting. I mean, I know it se- feels early, but we're starting to get into the time of the year where we need to start talking about second wild cards, uh, free hits, um, and then of course the the attacking chips, right? So, what? are your thoughts just initial thoughts on that jake i think the chips like the you know like the bench boost and the um free hit are better used on the double weeks um the blank and double game weeks that the wild card the second wild card is the one where i think if you do want to use it early to completely mix your team up it might be worth it to catch like price rises and things like that or if you're like really struggling, you know, who knows how long Abraham will be out for. A lot of people have him. If you want to try to get away from him and you don't want to waste just a transfer on it and you want to, you have a few other things that you need to do deal with, I think that is acceptable. Um, and again, I've always had a hard choice with the triple captain. I consistently fail at it, so I don't know. I still don't know what to do with a triple captain chip, like when to use it, but it just makes sense for the double game week. Yeah, you have to ma- you have to maximize with the attacking chips like that the opportunity 
just because it doesn't it didn't work out for you in the past doesn't mean that it's not the right play in the future again you're gonna get all this bullshit you'll see people on twitter like i played my triple captain chip or i played my bench boost on a single game week and look i got all these points and i'm just ah i get so sick of that narrative i mean i get i understand that there may be a, a point in time when your bench is loaded where you have great fixtures throughout the entire pitch in fact i had that this last game week but you want to set that team up for that double game week with the best players, with the best double fixtures, with the maximum amount of players that you can can have with, with double fixtures, and you want to throw that bench boost down. It's the same thing with triple captain. This entire game is just about odds. Okay, you're it's it's kind of like gambling, right? You have a you have one chip to use or one free hit to use and a couple chips to use. Uh, you know, and so you, you need to try to find an opportunity where you can maximize the chance. So don't let people sling that at you like, oh, I did this once and it worked. Like, okay, good for you. Nobody's out there saying, oh, I shouldn't have played my bench boost this game. You never see that post online. Like, oh, I played my bench boost in a single game week like an idiot and now I'm screwed. Uh, and, and so all you see is the positives in that. So I think a false narrative does kind of develop about that being a thing you can do. The wild card's interesting. Did you early wild card last year, Jake? I did. I early wild carded and uh, it worked well for you, didn't it? It did. It did work, it work really yeah. well for me. Talk um, about that a little bit. Well, I, I just was like, if I'm going to really mix my team, I was sitting in like the 600,000 range. Um, and I thought to myself, like, if I just keep going along like this and use it, like a lot of the solid players use it on a double game week or a blank game week, a lot of the same moves will probably be done. So I figured if I'm going to make up a lot of ground, why not be a little bit different? Use it on a week where... You know, maybe a few things have changed. Um, you know, maybe there's some fixture swings with some of like your bigger players, like Liverpool, tougher fixture swinger, Man City, for example. I think then you can use it early. You're then going to have to do a really good job, and it was very stressful, but planning for the double game weeks in the blanks. And sometimes that's like not feasible because you don't know until they announce it. Um, and you might lose a little bit of points those weeks, but you're just going to have to deal with it. And I think that's honestly part of the big reason it was successful last year is I didn't get burned on those weeks as, as much as yeah. I could have as well. You're definitely taking, if the double game weeks haven't been announced, which every year they announce at slightly different times, but you're definitely taking a risk playing early, right? And you could, you could certainly be burned, like you said. I think that if you're ranked quite high, top 100K or better, you're probably better off holding. That's what I think. I think that you can hold, you can, you can um, mitigate that risk of getting burned by waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, if you're a little bit further away, I, I think that there's maybe less risk either way, right? Because you can, you're not going to finish in the top of the pack, but you can probably significantly improve your rank uh, via an early wild card play. So I think it becomes a bit more viable for those that maybe are, are having a less fortunate season. Yeah? Yeah, agreed. 
Okay. All right, let's get into it here. Uh, Fark wrote in, thoughts on formations after only two clean sheets at the weekend. Is three at the back favored with an upcoming Christmas goal fest? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think so. I, I, normally, I would say four at the back for me, but with the way things kind of have been going, my team structure right now is four at the back, uh, but I'm not afraid here, and I've got money in the bank to... to uh, kind of move away from that or move in another direction um and so yeah i think i think three at the back would be completely reasonable especially kind of like fark says there's a there's a good chance over christmas and the the boxing day the holiday seasons here when uh fixtures kind of come thick and fast for for us to see a lot of goals uh and so maybe we just we start we start rolling that especially with so many like cheap priced forwards scoring right yeah, I agree. It all kind of depends on like what team you've already built as well. Like if you do have more money in your defense and you got like a Trent and a Robo and maybe a, a Leicester player, like then yeah, don't feel bad playing four defenders because you're hoping for returns, which can definitely happen. I mean, look at all the defensive returns this past week. Trent had two, Van Dyke had two, Pereira got an assist. I mean, he, the, the man's been on fire. Um, and even having a guy like uh, Lundstram, he he can definitely continue to get returns. Maybe clean sheets are a little bit harder to come by for Sheffield, but you never know. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, what about this question from Emma? Who's going to be the next pointless bandwagon the pod community leaps on only to be disappointed? Puki, Martial, now Zaha. Why are we such lemmings? Oh, good. Uh, yeah. FOMO, Emma. It's it's a it's fear of missing out constantly in FPL. Um, it's one of the reasons though that I have gotten burned this year because I don't think really have that. Like I don't. I, other people jump on board with something, and I'm just like I'm, I have no interest. I don't want to do that. If I would have done that early in the year, I would have got on the Pookie bandwagon and banged a bunch of points nice nice and early. Um, you know, people got. We're, we're all about, I mean, a lot of pods were talking about Vardy, get Vardy, get Vardy. Even Jake said, get Vardy. And I was like, yeah, no, not interested. No, thank you. You know, didn't get on board. And this, I've ranted about this before. Uh, I think generally speaking, the herd is right. Um, I, I Not always, right? But I think generally speaking, the herd is right. And to go with it is probably the best move. And this year I haven't done that very much. Um, you know, that said, again, I look at those three players and I'm not interested in them due to kind of their situation. You know, Zaha, we'll get into him in a minute. We got a bunch of questions about him, so I'm not even going to dive into it. But Jake, do you do you have any comments on that or no? Well, I agree with everything you said of these players. Of course you do. You always agree with everything I say because I'm always right. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I thought you made a lot and of good looking. points. I'm good. You didn't good answer her question in particular about which player. So, like, to me, I think Martial's been a little bit more of a concern. I just don't know with him. I mean, he seems like a good player based on the position and the pitch, but he is just one of those guys that he doesn't tend to create a ton of opportunities. Like, his underlying stats compared to Rashford are way worse um, but I don't, I don't know if a ton of people are actually bringing him in right now. Um, Zaha seems like the most like sought after again with the most questions. I'm surprised we didn't write Sun on here. Sun's the player that I just feel like I am losing a ton of points to. Um, he's been fantastic and 
every year sunburns me. Uh, he goes on these stretches and I'm like, time to get him in. I can finally do it because he's expensive. And then he gets like five two-point game weeks in a row with like a maybe a one-pointer mixed in. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to Sun in one minute. So yeah. hold all those great comments you have on him. Um, Garf, Garf says, have a chat about bench versus first 11 with six game weeks in 26 days. Would be interesting to know your thoughts and, and who is on your perfect bench. All right, perfect bench. Um, first off the bench, uh, Messi. Of course. Okay. Second off the bench, Ronaldo. Third off the bench, Ronaldo. Nailed it. It's a great bench. RVP. RVP for me. Third no, off he's the in bench. My starting, he's in my starting 11. Oh, okay. Okay. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the, uh, what do you think, Jake? I mean, you see a need for some bench coverage here? I think um one to two i think you can really bury one player i almost did it this week by bringing in williams from man united and a guy was teasing me because he had a bad game week but it's like who who cares if he's gonna be the last player on my bench as long as he's playing i don't really care um but yeah definitely at least one you know we know liverpool and man city most people have at least a few of those players like I wouldn't be surprised if Trent doesn't play or if Mane takes a break or Salah. It's, right. You know, so you, you got to at least have a couple solid bench players. But the, the interesting thing is that there's so many options this year, like we talked about, because so many teams are scoring. And, you know, look at Cantwell again or, or Grelish for yeah. uh, Villa. They're, they're not expensive. They're, they're pretty good options on the bench moving forward. Yeah, there's there's ample cheap defenders on good teams that are available. Uh, there's ample mid and low price midfielders that you know are going to play every single game week, and they're even getting returns from time to time. And there's a handful of low and mid price strikers that are just scoring nonstop. So I'm pretty sure, like, the thing is, the bench I don't think will be as big of a deal this year because uh, everyone's able to have one. Right, like in years past, people would maybe really be stuck in heavy, heavy budget on that first eleven. This season is way different. It, at least it feels way different to me in terms of like team structures because there's just so many value picks all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Jake. No, do you agree I, with me again? Wholeheartedly agree. With me agree. Again? Yep. Yeah, of course you do. Uh, Matthew Hall wrote in uh, Sun versus Alley would be a good little discussion. Um, Andrew uh, Zen or Exxon, I don't know, uh, asked the same question as well, uh, talking about Sun versus Alley. So let's get into it, Jake. Let's do a little, uh, let's do a little statty waddy breaky wakey down. All right. Yeah. Do you want to start or do you want me to go with what I've seen and been looking at well let's start with yeah let's get your thoughts i mean sun sun versus alley let's um let's kick it off go ahead um so originally sun would be my answer but if you look at over the past two game weeks which i know is a super small sample size i would actually swing toward uh alley one reason is just the underlying stats over the past two two game weeks are better for him um more shots on goal um and more shots in a better location um he's cheaper 
is another reason to consider him at 8.5 compared to 9.8. He's 1.3 cheaper, which is a pretty significant margin. Um, and he's less owned at this point in time. So he's more of a differential, um, a little bit less proven. And I think he's definitely on that like Emma bandwagon list. Like it could be a big risk, but uh, I-, I like what he's doing and for some reason mo has kind of brought back his like ability to get into dangerous areas i think yeah i i I would go with ali right now and for for the same reasons i think also you could comment that um Mourinho came out the other day and said ellie is more of a forward player and i love him so much and i love his sex tape um and so I watch it every night. No, that's enough, Mo. I watch it all the time. It's the best sex tape. Um, you know, he doesn't need to be here anymore, does he? He can leave. Uh, yeah. So Ali has a sex tape. So I don't know. Like, if you have the if you have the choice to pick a guy with a sex tape versus a guy without a sex tape, I, I don't know. Is there another stat you need? Okay, the eye test is there, man. It's there. So let's just make the right choice. didn't even consider bringing that up but yeah all good points yeah you wouldn't consider bringing that up jake the most important point of all of the points sex tape point i mean do you think Moving it's on. Cr- do you think it's ludicrous to have both of them i guess they're pretty expensive i think that's they don't I both have sex tapes yeah all right just one there's not enough goals there i don't think for the two of them right so that's that's why it'd be different if one of them was on pens but you know, Arikain is gonna he's gonna do he's taking all the pens, right? It's like the yeah. only it's the only part of the game for Harry that occurs <laughs> at a left. slow enough rate, right, that he can mentally process what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get to kick the ball in the net. Yeah, Harry, why you've been hit in the head far too many times. Um True. Alex wrote in to play or not to play Mape. Ah, it's a play on words. Do you see that? Yeah, I see it. You don't like it, though? No, I don't like it. I, one reason is that he's just like, of all the players, I haven't been interested in him at all this season. I, I just don't I don't see it. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm going to say there's probably better options, right? He's at 5'9". Can't you just get Ings? <laughs> yeah, or Mousset, yeah. even cheaper. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, either, and both have better underlying stats, so done with that. Native American group Drake wrote in, would you drop double Liverpool defense? Marvin the Gooner said, Liverpool defense double up officially done right. Um, what do you think, Jake? I mean, are we done Are we done with it? Well, after this week, I don't know if you can argue yeah. that. That doesn't make sense, but no, I think with the um, games coming up and the fact that they have the bye the bye week or the blank game week i guess sorry americans mm-hmm. say bye that was poor on my part bye bye jake you had a heart attack bye I, I mean if i had that i would i would like you said maybe bank a transfer so that i could switch one of them out in game week 18 but right now yeah they have everton home bournemouth away watford at home like yeah i would hold on to them if i had it i don't think i'd go yeah after i would too i wouldn't be yeah that's what i was gonna say i wouldn't be going for it would you no, I mean, I, I almost did last week. I would have gone with Robbo, though, instead of Van Dyke. But I was like, it's just too late. That's It's too messy. I would be mm-hmm. putting myself in a, a really big hole with, like, wasting a transfer doing that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's probably done. Uh, Native American Drake asks another question. Is it a good idea to move the goalkeeper from Pope to someone else? Yeah. Um, Pope has Pope has some tough fixtures coming up. Um, so it's City, home, Spurs away, then Newcastle home, Bournemouth away, Everton away, United home, and then he's got more tough fixtures after Aston Villa at home in 21. Uh, I, I just, he, here's the thing. You know, we talked about it in our preseason pod. It it's very lateral. I mean, you you might jump on another goalkeeper and get some more points. Um, he's on fifty five points right now. No, I know Burnley have played not a super hard schedule, but you know they have played Arsenal, Liverpool, um, Leicester, Chelsea. So they've played some of the good teams uh, in the league. The best goalkeeper is uh, Matt Ryan with 60 so it's a five point difference so do i don't know do you want to make a a transfer for five points to try to get a few more points over 15 game weeks i I don't see it that's assuming you make the right move too you know yeah great point yeah um and with the way city have been playing with how trash they've been like maybe he gets 35 saves in the game and they city don't score a goal i don't know so uh, let's see here. Uh, FPL button writes in McGinn or Grealish uh, for the Christmas period. Uh, and Dave wrote Captain Grealish in game week 18 and 19. Discuss that right there. Let's do it. McGinn or Wait, Grealish, is Jake. Gre- is it Grealish or Grealish? I think it's I Grealish. Been... It's Grealish. Oh, okay. I apologize. Isn't it? Or, or did I say it wrong? I don't know. Maybe I've been saying it wrong. I thought it was Jack Grealish. Well, Damn, we're gonna get we're gonna get roasted by the the listeners, aren't we? Like yeah, every every English listener right now is just cringing. They're so upset, right? They're so I don't know. They're, it's probably they're the, cringing it's probably in their knickers, right? It's the yeah, it's the toughest English name I've ever had to pronounce. Everything else is pretty straightforward. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, who do you like of the two? Do you? Do you like? I honestly, this one's hard because I would have to do a lot more research on it. But but based on the eye test, uh, Grealish. Yeah, I I think so too. What is how's what's the cost situation there though? They're exactly the same. They're both five point nine. Oh, they are. Yeah, very similar like total points at this point in the season. Fifty eight for Jack and fifty five for John. Oh, I don't like. Jack and John. Uh, I, I don't. I don't even like the the thought of McGinn. Then, if they're, the, I thought McGinn was uh, like uh, you know like point five cheaper or something. So, yeah, yeah just I think do captaining yeah. him is a little aggressive, but you yeah, know, hey, so he's you goofy. Never know. Don't you know, Dave? Do it, Dave. Fucking Dave. Dave's at it again. Uh, FPL troll just wrote in some statements. Oh, with the discussion question mark. Chelsea are not foolproof. Manchester City are struggling. Liverpool forward line is losing pace. Tottenham back line is lackluster. Crystal Palace Zaha loves January transfer window. Discussion? Question mark? Uh, there's a lot. Yeah, we got to do a whole podcast about it. Um, uh, is there any anything on there? Maybe we should, not to be a jerk to, to FPL troll, but maybe we should jump right into the Zaha thing because we have a bunch of questions. Two point, uh, uh, wrote in, are you and Jake still not thinking of bringing in Zaha? Thomas Bracken wrote in, is Zaha essential? Um, 
And then Mark, F, excuse me, FPL Virgin, sorry. Uh, do you go for the safe pick in a low-scoring team or a risky pick from a high-scoring team with more upside? For example, Zaha has great fixtures. He will play every game. If Palace score, he's likely to be involved. Only problem is that Palace have a lackluster attack. The opposite example would be a, a Pulisic, more explosive in place for a team that is much more likely to score multiple goals. However, clear, clearly a rotation risk. Yeah, I agree with that. So... I think we should spend a few a few minutes talking about Zaha. We we did uh, we were asked this question for the last two weeks because Zaha has uh, good and Crystal Palace have good fixtures, and I not really Jake. I mostly just dismissed it um, as I often do with things. And then Zaha scores uh, two goals in two game weeks, so we should probably look at it a little bit, Jake, um, just so that we we do it justice. Do you agree? Yeah, we should. Okay, so let's just let's start with this. This is the reason he's getting a look. Um, Bournemouth home, Watford away, Brighton home, Newcastle away, West Ham home, Southampton away, Norwich away between 15 and 21. That is a lot of of nice fixture. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, so that's the first point and a fair point. Um, Now, Crystal Palace have also had a a relatively challenging schedule thus far. They've played a lot of the heavy hitters. Um, They've played a a handful of defensive teams. You know, now Zaha gets a goal. He's got two goals and two assists on the year, a goal against Liverpool in 13, a goal against Burnley in 14. Um, Is he a player that you're interested in? The price is great, 6.6, low. 9.6% 9.6% ownership. Uh, you know, I mean, he's had historically, if we look back at Zaha, you know, he's had okay seasons. At 6.6, you know, if he scored what he scored last year, 143 points, we'd be pretty happy with that. Uh, what do you think, Jake? So he's still a no for me, and I am willing to be wrong about this one, but. His XG, which I know he's kind of a player that can maybe outperform it um, because of his talent, 0.5. So let me just name you, and this is over the past three game weeks. So this is when he's been doing... This is XG over the last three game weeks. Yeah, so like, you know, he scored twice, so he's outperforming by a goal and a half what he usually usually should do. Also, his XA is below 0.2. Um, let me name you some players that have a higher XG over that period. Um, okay, name them. Yeah. Fabian <laughs> Buelbuena, James Tarkowski, Pedro, uh, Diogo Jota, uh, twice the amount of XG, uh, same amount of XA. Kyle Walker, uh, Jack Grelish. You'd, all these guys are way above him, and I'm just like I'm not gonna pay that price when I have a I have players like Christian Pulisic who over the past three game weeks, granted he only has one goal, his xG is two point two, um, and his xA is twice that of Zaha. So go ahead, jump on the bandwagon. You may be right, um, but I'm not willing to take that risk with so many other options that just have better underlying stats, and we're all saying it like Crystal Palace aren't good offensively that's right i guess for me that's the problem is even you know people like to talk about yeah that he's a talisman player on a team which is is an important thing especially with those mid-tier table uh teams mid and low tier table teams uh but 
I have to agree for the most part. Um, he would be somebody that I would consider getting to my team if I had some free funds just floating around. Unfortunately, I don't, right? I don't I don't really have like the funds to just, you know, hey, I'm just going to bring this guy in, right? Um, and so it doesn't look like something that I'm going to move towards. Um, that said, if you've got a free transfer this week and your team's like, good right your team's good to go you don't have a problem on the team you know he's not a bad punt just because the fixtures are are that good and we've seen him do it in the past right so last year he finished with 10 goals and 11 assists so he can clearly do it right Uh, the year before that nine goals seven assists and the year before that seven goals and 11 assists so he's going to get points uh at some point in the year and he has only 47 right now so yeah, I mean, I would guess if if there's a if there's a fixture run where he's gonna get something, it's probably in the next you know seven, um, and so maybe it's worth a go. I don't know. So so what about for me where I have like Gwendozi as a fifth mid, and I could bring Zaha in with my funds? Like, do I not worry about Pope? Do I just leave him and do I go with Zaha? You would you would say yes. It sounds like. Oh yeah, I would not. If if you've got the funds to do it right now, Jake, and you don't, so I don't love Zaha, but don't don't waste a transfer on Pope. Why are you doing that? No, I'm not saying that. I w- I'm just saying like for a lot of people, this might be a legit thing or like maybe for like a mount, like would Mount be willing? Would you switch Mount to him? I I don't know. I just, I still think no. I don't think I would want him as a fifth midfielder because like we just talked about a guy in uh, Grelish who's way cheaper and seems to be performing just as well. I mean, I yeah. don't get me wrong. He's done it before. So he, it, it's like a really early bandwagon jump, but I don't know. I just would much rather have. I'd either rather pay more or less. I don't. I just don't mm-hmm. love his price range. Well, I don't love you, but I okay. put up with you all the time. So here, see, I don't that. agree with you every time. Perfect. I don't agree with you on Zaha. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, yeah. FPL actually, FPL drunk had a comment on it as well Zaha is a trap right underlying XGI isn't really there the last two games or am I overthinking it I I don't think you're overthinking it I think that's a great great place to start Um, all right that's the questions we have let's get into captain stuff Jake Uh, captain hindsight wrote in would you rather be a horse-sized duck penis or dot 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 so that's the only that's the only option yeah I guess so would you rather would you rather be a horse-sized duck penis or nothing? That's your choice. You're now a horse-sized duck penis in my head. <laughs> uh, duck penises are awesome. Have you ever seen a duck penis? Uh, I have, yep. M- mallard duck penises have um, like spikes on them. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, so do, so do cats. Yeah, it's really messed up. They're really long too, like a yep. snake. Look it up if you don't believe me. They have a spikes on their dick to hold it in there, and they're like a snake. It's very scary. If you see a picture yep. of it, you will be disturbed. Check it out. Everyone who's going to be uh, listening to this pod is going to be searching it right now. Yeah. Big Google's going to be like, what the hell's happening? We just had a spike in, in duck penis searches. <laughs> Sound the alarm. They're figuring it out. Um all right. Uh, no, real question from Captain Hindsight. It says, uh, who are the sub 10 million assets you feel comfortable captaining right now? Um, and Oakwell asked differential captains for 14, 15, 
Love your work, lads. Keep on grafting. I don't know what that means, but it's probably a good thing. Uh, let's start with sub ten million assets, and then a couple differential picks, and let's let's do it quick so we don't run too long. Um, sub ten mil. I mean, obviously Vardy, right? Gotta be, because yeah, because yeah, he's still sub ten mil somehow. Um, is there anybody else though that you're interested in in that sub ten category? Especially, you know, and this is kind of differential, right? Like if you're going sub ten mil, you're basically going into that differential zone. Um, is there anybody in the game that you like, Jake, in that zone? Mm, I mean, he's my favorite because he's got like fantastic fixtures. Um, yeah. I mean, Sun maybe would you consider Sun uh, not against Man United this week, but maybe in sixteen against Burnley at home? That that's what I was gonna say. Uh, yeah. I think also you could kind of make an argument for Jimenez, although he doesn't tend to get a ton of double returns. Yeah, that's uh, the been, issue. Yeah, he's not super explosive, but pretty consistent. Yeah, I think Pulisic uh, is a little bit risky with Abraham out. Um, I thought yeah. about it last week, but then I was like, I just don't, I don't know how they're gonna play without him and. Yeah, they got shut out, so I'm a little bit worried that when they don't have Abraham, their offense is just not there. And I think once Abraham's back, he's a player that you can consider captaining week to yeah. week, yeah? When yeah, He's that definitely. good. He's got 10 he's goals, an, two assists. One. He's got 12, yeah, 12 returns in 14 game weeks. He's definitely one to consider. Yeah. I'm are still you surprised no week? one's talked about Rashford, too. I mean, he's been pretty fantastic. Not a ton of double returns, but... Um, you know, goal against Liverpool, goal and assist against Norwich, uh, you know, goal against Brighton, goal and assist against Sheffield, own goal against Villa, but almost had a goal this week too. So I don't know. Hmm. Someone against Rashford then. Yeah, do it. Who are you going to captain this week? Uh, It's got to be Vardy. I made the mistake last week and it cost me, you know, eight, eight points, I guess, or four extra points. Yeah. Her. Well, no, it would have been. Have eight, you? So, yeah. have you made your moves yet this week? I haven't. Uh, I just have one transfer, and I'm, I'm really stuck because I have two point eight in the bank, um, and with this whole Abraham ordeal, I feel like I'm bleeding points. But I really like him. I don't want to get rid of him. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people have jumped ship, and the problem is, is that whoever you jump ship to probably scored this past week, right? Like. Pookie, Rashford, Jimenez, like all of them got returns. I jumped to, I jumped to Jesus and he did not score. <laughs> all right. I apologize. So, <laughs> sore subject. Yeah. Also, I took a um, hit to do that. Did I tell you that? No. Well, you told me you took a yeah. hit. I didn't know it was that was yeah, the I took hit. A hit to do that. And I think I'm actually going to take a hit this week now. Oh, God. Uh, to, get, to get Vardy into my team. It's it's getting out of control. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Um, let's, you know, or should we yeah, just try I, uh, to just think of it so, on my own? No, no, no. Yeah, bring. <laughs> yeah, do it yourself, idiot. Uh, no, um, you should captain Vardy. Yeah, don't, don't. Yeah, don't do anything else but captaining Vardy. Yeah, what would you? I, I mean, I guess my question is: I played four in the back last week, which is where I lost a lot of my points, right? Because you mm-hmm. know, Leicester didn't get a clean, Chelsea didn't, um, yeah. Liverpool didn't. So, I mean, again, this week I have kind of a rough defensive fixtures with. Um, you know, Man U against Spurs, Everton, you know, against Liverpool. So do I do I beef the fifth mid up and just hold on to Abraham, or do I get rid of Abraham, cut my losses, and and play like um you know a a three four three? Do you have um you have one free transfer or two? 
I have one free transfer, but I have almost three mil in the bank. So I mean, unless we're talking about like Obama man or you know, I think well, I guess oh, I could your even... fixtures are pretty good this week, aren't they? Yeah, I mean they're fine. I just I feel like what am I doing with that extra money right now? Like I could yeah. like like we talked about, I could go to Zaha. I I could start him this week and keep Abraham on my bench and have you know Lundstrom against Newcastle coming off my bench or you know who knows yeah. I could even start him. I just I have so many options. It's like what do I do? Like where do I go? Yeah, must be tough yeah. to not well. be backed into a corner and feel like you're fighting for your life. <laughs> Uh, uh, we gotta get out of here. Follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram the other the Dive Online DiveFPL dot com. You can download our podcast everywhere. Jake, we don't have any weird questions at the end of the pod. So uh, Tuesday, Wednesday games, and then again this next week. Uh, you know, a lot of fixtures coming fast. It'll be interesting. We'll have a pod out Sunday or Monday of this next week um, that'll detail uh, a lot of what happened, and so there'll be a lot to cover. So. Tune back in in a week. We look forward to talking with everyone. We care about you. Blah, 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 blah. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should die. Dive.